Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl. I'm Sarah. That's me. And a demi straight girl. That's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, rom-coms. Sounds, Sounds fake, fake, but, but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod! Hi! Uh, first of all, small apology. You may not be able to hear it at all, but if you can hear noises, it's... My roommates are watching Orange is the New Black, and I already made them turn it down, so I wasn't going to tell them they couldn't watch it, so... But the good news is, this is our last pre er, episode that we'll have to record remotely, Yay! For like a At least whole for, year. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then who knows? And then who knows? But yeah, so this is the the last remote recording of the summer. Um, we are like going the to last be taking episode of the summer. Yeah, sure. We're oh, going okay. to be taking um, next week off. So next week is Labor Day here in the United States, which, well, okay, it's not as we're recording this, but when you hear it, it will be. Um, and that's a thing. And also, I'm going to be... I will have just gotten home, and I'll be with my family. And so we were like, and no, we're not And that's when Sarah and I moved back to school. So exactly. we were like, we'll give ourselves a week break. Yeah. So because we didn't take, we we didn't take a mind. break all summer, and we could have. <laughs> yeah, which is surprising for us. We, we, really, we really were did dedicated. That. Dedicated, right. ladies. Um, but yeah, so next week off, see you... Um, on September 9th after this. Yeah, um, and we have a lot of really good things planned for the fall. We have lots of guests and exciting things to come. So I made a table. She made on a table. Google Docs. I've been being a business lady. Uh-huh. Things are wild, you guys. Things are Stay happening. Hashtag tuned. True. Yep. All right. So... This week's episode, I don't even remember how I thought of this. I don't either. You just texted me about it. It and just I was like, came to right. me. So, rom-coms. What is a there, rom-com, you know, Sarah? It's a romantic comedy, usually in the form of a movie. Sure and is. I've never been too into rom-coms for a number of reasons. One, the rom. <laughs> and two, when things are just straight calm... As in, just, like, straight comedy, I often find I can't really sit through them. Like, I need it to be, like, genre comedy for it to entertain me. That's not, it's not a hard and fast rule, but I often find it harder to be invested in things that are, like, you know, you know. So sure. I've never been, I've never been huge on the rom-com, but there, there are some good ones out in the world. And I was like, hmm, we should rank rom-coms by how good they would be if the romantic plot weren't there. So if the romantic plot were instead platonic. Okay, here's... I have a question. Yes. Because I think, going forward, Mm -hmm. we've received feedback that, like, we talk about, like, aromantic stuff a lot, and, like, not everyone listens to aromantic. So I feel like... So is this... Are we taking out the romance and the sex? Yeah, we're taking out anything that would fall under, like, 
relationship that is not platonic. Anything okay. there. So I feel like taking out the romance is more of a arrow thing, and taking out the sex is more of an asexual thing. But we're just taking out. We're taking both. it all out. All right. Yeah. We're just looking at it purely as if this were platonic. If all right. Well, words. If it were platonic, how good would it be? So, like, would the movie be good and entertaining? Yeah, like, would the story be a good time? Or, like, even make sense? Yeah. Alright. Cool. So, I wrote some movies down, Kayla wrote some movies down. I I haven't really seen that many rom-coms, so I worked with what I had. Yeah, Um, I honestly couldn't think of many more than you put, though. I feel like these are the big ones. Yeah, and I I googled, like, rom-coms. I also did that. Um... But a lot of them I couldn't put on the list because I'd never seen them. <laughs> There's, so. like, one that I haven't seen in a while, so I had to read the plot, but yeah, I feel like we're good. There's actually one there. that neither of us have seen. What? Okay. Anyway. Interesting. All right. Um, okay, so we're these aren't really in any particular order. They're just kind of whatever. Because um, Kayla put hers in between mine and weird play. I don't know. It was necessary for formatting purposes. It really wasn't. Okay, first one. I watched this movie recently. Friends with Benefits. <laughs> so, what is the actual plot of Friends with Benefits? Oh, yeah, guys. This is full of spoilers. Yeah. Like, spoilers are, none abound. Of these, only one of these is, like, a new movie. So Only one of them is new, and I won't give spoilers for the new one. Okay. Um... Yeah, so Friends with Benefits, basically, it's the movie with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. It's not No Strings Attached with Austin Kutcher. Though it um, is the same plot. And Austin Kutcher and Mila Kunis are married, which, you know, is fun. Um, but no, so basically, it's... I thought it was Ashton Kutcher. It really is. I just said it wrong. Okay. It came out of my mouth, and I was like, that's not right. Yeah. But I just, I, I said it confidently enough that I went with it. That's good You're for totally you. correct. It is Ash. Good for you, though. Good confidence. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, no. All right, that was fun. Anyway, all right. So, Friends of Benefits, uh, to simplify it to as simple as it can go, um, two people uh, decide that they're sick of dealing with the stupid stuff that's, like, relationship stuff. They were both recently dumped. And they're like, we're gonna just have sex and be friends with benefits, and then, as one could assume, especially if one reads a lot of fan fiction, um, they catch things, the feels. They catch the feels. There's a lot of other things that happen, but you know that's the gist. Yeah. Yes, and at one point, like they decide not to do that anymore, and then they decide to date other people, and then it's like it's mm-hmm. all sad. Yeah, and they meet There's each other's like families. Family and it's like, thing. Oh my god. Yeah, there's some there's some shit. Yeah. But basically, if this movie had no sexual or romantic plot, it would just be two friends. It would just be two friends. Deciding to have sleepovers a lot. It'd be like two friends. No, okay, no, here's what it is, Sarah. What? Two friends decide to have a QPR. Yeah. But not a full QPR. And then they're just like, oh, maybe I want to have a QPR with someone else. And then they get sad. And then they get sad. And then they're in a full (laughs) QPR. Yeah, and then at the end there's a flash mob. Yep. There's one at the beginning, too. But Yeah. You know. I'm not sure this one holds up. (laughs) Oh, it absolutely doesn't hold up. That's why I put it first. Sex is, it's in the name. You know? Right. And it's like, the, the story does, like... 
if it if if just sex were left in with the romance taken out, it would still work, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it'd be as exciting, but it would be there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense at all with the romantic plot turned platonic. It's a great movie though. It's which very is so good. which is so strange because me as an airways person don't even really like it. Yeah, that's one of the that only rom coms you like. Yeah, it's one of my favorite rom coms and it's like literally about sex. So it's funny with that. It's very good. Yeah, because if you took out the sex, then they would just be friends who decided to be friends, and then they were yeah. like, I want to be friends with other people, and then they were like, let's be best friends. Right. Cool. I think it's just like two friends being like, we're friends, but do we want to be best friends? Do we want to commit to the best friends thing? I feel like when you have a best friend, it's just too much. Let's be fake best friends. Fake best friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't a work. Big ol' no on that one. Big ol' no. All right. So the next one is my personal favorite rom-com. It's a good one. Of all time. My sister actually sent me a snap. She was watching this last night. It's very um, exciting. It is 10 Things I Hate About You, the 1999 classic with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. <laughs> a good time. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, see it. Would recommend. If you haven't seen it, I don't want them to hear the spoilers, but they can probably guess what'll happen. I Basically, think it's been out long enough that perhaps yeah, they yeah. can be spoiled. Um, Ten Things I Hate About You is about this girl. Isn't it based on the Shakespeare? It's it's based on Taming of the Shrew. Yes. So it's basically this. There's an older sister and a younger sister, and the younger sister's super popular and like wants to date, but their dad is like really like afraid of them dating, and he knows that the older sister, Cat, who's Julia Stiles, um won't date anyone because she, you know, thinks it's dumb in high school or whatever. And so Hot he's like, take. All right. she's arrow as hell. Hmm. Until later. I don't Well but but her reasoning for not dating though leads me to believe she's not That's what she says her reasoning is. Yeah, I just, like... No, it really doesn't hold up. That's just my hot take. Continue. Yeah, that hot take doesn't really make sense if we're not changing the plot. That's why it's hot. um, But yeah, so the dad's like, all right, fine. Younger sister, you can date if older sister does. So younger sister tries to Younger sister wants to date Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is... No, she doesn't. She wants to date the asshole. Joseph Gordon-Levitt wants, wants to, to date, date the younger sister. younger sister. And so he is also trying to get it figured out so that Kat yes. dates someone. So yes. they try and... Basically, they pay Heath Ledger to take out Kat. To and prom. Yeah. And it, like, actually sort... It doesn't go well. And then it sort of goes well. And then she well, finds she out. Well, she find It, like... They end up liking each other. And they go yeah. to the prom. But then she and, finds out what had happened. Yeah. And then... The younger sister gets really punches the asshole in the yeah, face. Breaks his nose. Dances with, with Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Gordon as we all would love to. Mm-hmm. And then they're mad, and then Heath Ledger's like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna buy you a guitar. Oh, she says a really sad poem in class and starts she crying. Does, and that's embarrassing. I don't know why she did that. Like, girl. And then she leaves, and then he buys her a guitar. And then they're like, and then they we're make gonna out. make out in the parking lot. <laughs> There's the plot for you. And that's the tea, sis. Um, I mean, it sort of makes sense. I think this one could work. Yeah, because it's like, 
older sister has no friends. It, the, the reasoning for younger sister not... I can't even remember the character's name. The, re- the reason for younger sister not being able to have a best friend because it could be like you can't hang out with your friends after school Mm. and like have a sleepover go over their house unless your sister does and the sister's like fuck that and the younger sister is like but there's this great party i want to go to Mm -hmm. and then so she pays or the asshole Mm -hmm. guy pays heath ledger to be her friend to go to this well (laughs) joseph gordon levitt convinces asshole to pay okay so then joseph gordon levitt is like i really want to be her friend and for her to come to this party so you pay heath ledger to be best friends with cat and which is a very difficult task to achieve with her (laughs) is it more difficult to get someone to like you romantically or to become best friends though um i think i was just saying in general to get her to like even have a positive view of anyone well Um, it happened yeah, it did. Uh, but I think I think it depends on how you look at it because I feel like people can become romantically involved faster than they can like become like proper best friends. I but feel it doesn't like always we were have best to friends go that after way. a day. So. It was maybe two days, probably <laughs> two. But I'll say two max. Yeah, I think it really just depends on the situation. I still think this movie could hold up though. I think it might work. It would be a little weird, but it would work. It wouldn't be my favorite movie, but the plot still makes sense, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. But you know why I love this movie? It's because of the marching band? <laughs> that scene gives me so much secondhand embarrassment, I can't even watch it. I love it. Um, no, uh, enemies to lovers trope. Oh, that's my favorite trope. Yeah, love it. We All love right. that. Alright, what's the next one? The next one is The Proposal. I've never seen The Proposal. First of all, we need to have that happen. Okay. So, the proposal is Ryan Reynolds is the assistant to this big shot editor lady in New York. And she basically is, like, the meanest lady, has no personal life, like, work, work, work all the time. Everyone in the office hates her. And then she's Canadian, and she finds out she's about to get <laughs> deported to Canada Wait, and not be able to... She, is she's an asshole who's Canadian? I know. That sounds fake. Well, it's because her parents died when she was young, all right? Oh. Like, it's fine. Well, if Ryan Reynolds was in this movie, I trust that he thinks it's a um, unacceptable representation of Canadians. True. Oh, wait, no. Is she Canadian? He and Ryan Gosling are both Canadian. Can I they? please continue? Sorry. So, she's about to get deported. And then she's like, wait, if I make Ryan Reynolds pretend to be my husband and that we're getting married, then we can just stay married for a little bit. I won't get deported and it'll be fine. I can still work here. So, she's like, Ryan Reynolds. We're going to pretend to be married. And he's like, well, that's interesting. If we're going to do that, you have to let me take this vacation to see my family in Alaska. And she's like, fine. So they go to Alaska and they pretend to be engaged in front of his family in case, like, the government asks his family. And so they go up there and then eventually they fall in love and then they're about to get married in Alaska because his family is like, you have to get married here, like, right now. And then she feels really bad because she's in love with him. And she's like, I don't want to force him into this. So she goes back and she calls the government and she's like, deport me. It's fine. And then he, like, races the airport. And he's like, no, but her plane was gone. So then he rushes back and he comes into the office when she's packing up. And he was like, no. And he kisses her right in the middle of the office. 
Wow. And then they do get married and have to go back to the government. And they're like, no, it's for real this time. We swear. Wow. It's funny. Betty White. That's a good time. Is great. Uh, Update. Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling are both Canadian. Of course they are. I sometimes, sometimes I mix them up. Just a little bit. They do not look the same. They have similar shaped faces. I guess. Um, yeah, they, I just, I, it's, it's always brief. It's not like I'm like, I can't tell them apart. Like, it's just like, wait, I gotta think for a second. This anyway. Is, this is riveting. Thank you. Um, but I mean, if you, if like you're in a QPR and you're going to get married, like you can get married if you're in a QPR. A marriage doesn't, isn't inherently a romantic and sexual thing. It usually is. My, I think even taking out a QPR, this could be a thing. Like you hate your boss. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're going to marry me. You go to Alaska. You become, like, really good friends. And you realize, like, I don't want to make my really good friend marry me when he doesn't want to. And yeah. then they they come back and they're like, no, we're friends and I'm doing this for you. We're going to get married for a little bit and it'll be fine. We're doing it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think it that makes sense. Yeah, I think that I think that actually holds up. As, as long as you accept that marriage is allowed in this platonic story. Well, it's a platonic marriage. Well, right. It's just some people would say that marriage is inherently not platonic, but I think marriage... Okay, people marry people for green cards all the time, though. Like... Oh, yeah, for sure. And there there are plenty of weddings that are, like, not born out of love. It's just, like, I. some people think that marriage is, like, supposed to be about love, but I don't think it inherently is. And Because what, what, what is it? It's just a... It's just a legal document a legal saying binding. that you can, like, what, combine your assets, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's not yeah, inherently romantic. So yeah. so I think we, I think that holds up. I agree. All right, cool. What's the next one? The next one is The Notebook. Kayla, Neither of us have I seen this. I have never seen The Notebook. <laughs> okay, but I, like, I know the gist, I think. I don't. There's okay. Old, old, young people, old people. Okay, so Ryan bird, Gosling... Ryan Gosling goes to this town to like work for whatever. The other for a while. Canadian Ryan. For he's not a comedian. Canadian. Oh, um, he goes to this town and he meets Rachel McAdams and they fall in love. But then he's he had to leave and her her parents were like, "He's not good enough for you. You're a rich lady," and so he has to leave. And he writes her a letter every day, but her bitch ass mom intercepts them, so she never got any of them, and it was very sad. And then mm-hmm. they meet, like, a year later or whatever, and they cry about it, and they're in the rain. And I guess the whole oh, yeah, story is being told while they're old, and she's, like, losing her memory in, like, oh, an right. old person home. And he's, like, part. telling her the story. Right. Um, yeah. I, that's all I really know. I've never seen it. Yeah. So it would be, like, you can't it, be- It would be, like- you friends, friends with this person because you're rich, which is a thing. That was a thing. Oh, yeah. And so then the mom was like, no, talking. And then they found each other and they were like, best friends. And then they were best friends in an old person home and they were like, here's how we were best friends. That totally holds up. I think you probably take out, there's a lot of romance things in the movie, but overall, <laughs> plot, yeah. I feel like you could platonically be birds together. I think the bones of this plot would work fine platonically. Yeah, you just have to change all the kissing, I guess, but... Yeah, I mean, that's true of all of these. But that's actually really interesting, because, like, The Notebook is, is considered, like, this quintessential, like, love story. But, like, it would totally It's, like, work boiled platonic. down, though. It's, like, really simple of, like, just mm-hmm. a class issue, though. 
Yeah. Like, you could really yeah. boil this plot down. Right. Wow. All right, cool. I can't believe we solved the notebook. The next one. Having never Kay- seen it. <laughs> I know. The next one is Titanic, which Kayla said is not a com. That's probably true, but the internet told me it was a rom-com. I mean, so there's I funny parts it in it. Yeah, whatever. I'm counting it. Okay. Um, I think, again, class class stuff happening here. Um, I think the reason why The Notebook might hold up better than Titanic is because if you were best friends with someone and you were biffles for life, would you really let them <laughs> just, like, I just, I mean... I, I really think the whole, like, I'm going to sacrifice myself thing for you is like, <laughs> that's how I feel. So do you think scientifically they both would have survived on the door? I, the, the, some people say they would. Some people say they were too heavy. I feel like they but, might have been too heavy. Yeah, but it's just, like, the fact that, like, one of them intentionally sacrificed himself for the other, that's a very, like romantic it's like a grand romantic gesture that's what happens with fitzsimmons i agree that it is seen as something romantic but i don't see why that couldn't be something very platonic i just feel like if if i were i feel like if it's a platonic friendship it's harder to make the argument or it's harder to get someone to believe the argument that like you know, like, you deserve to live and I don't? I don't know. Like, I I know... I think the reason the argument is harder to make is because romantic relationships are often seen as more important and greater than platonic ones. Yeah, If they were treated as equals and platonic love and romantic love were treated more equally, I don't think it would be such a weird thing to do that for a friend. That's valid. I just... I mean, but I guess I am thinking of being Rose in the situation. Like, I'd be super pissed if someone pulled a jack on me. That's also you but, as a person, though, Sarah. Yeah, but then also I'm thinking, like, well, if I were in Jack's place, what would I do? I don't know. I'd probably try and survive. <laughs> I mean, that's human instinct, but... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think I think technically it stands up, but I think if it were created as a movie, just because of our perception, as you said, of, like, romantic versus platonic relationships, I think people would criticize that for being unrealistic. They definitely would. I think if things were more equal, it would hold up a lot better in an ideal situation. But as things stand, mm-hmm. I think the end, I think the rest of it would hold up fine. Yeah. Also, like if, this were, if this were platonic, um, the hand in the car scene would totally be murder. <laughs> murdering each other though uh anyone okay but like, i think we mentioned this in the pod before we we know some people who thought that in the scene in titanic where they're fucking in the car and there's a hand that just hits like, the window and mm. slides down we we have a friend who thought that someone was getting murdered in that scene, and that's and what that's it was. that's fair, though. If you just totally saw fair. that part, it looks creepy. Yeah. Paint me like one of your French girls. But with Actually, I think on. it's draw me, isn't it? I think it's draw. But also, um, why are we sexualizing the nip? Free mm, nip. That's true. You could platonically draw someone naked. Yep. People do it all the time in, like, portraiture classes. That's true. I have a friend. Right. That, we have a friend that did that. Yeah. Yeah. What a time. 
All right, the next one is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I don't know this movie. Um, I saw it for the first time, like, two weeks ago. I didn't actually see the last half an hour, but I can I can figure out what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, should I Google it? Maybe. Will I know? Nice. Um, Research. Basically, I also missed, like, the first ten minutes, because my roommate was watching it without me, and I was just like, hey, what, I, this, I'm standing in the kitchen, and I've been interested by this, so now I'm just gonna sit down and watch it with you. <laughs> um, that's how that happened. Um, but basically... You have what's his face? That guy who was in the uh, Muppets movie. The fuck? You know the guy? No. Uh, Jason Siegel. Ah, yeah. Um, he. I don't know. I'm assuming she dumps him. He's dating Kristen Bell, mm. and they break up. And she's like a famous actress, which she is in real life. Um, sure. And they break up, and he is like totally like torn up by it he like cannot handle himself um and so his friend who is bill Hader, um his friend is like dude you need to just like go somewhere like do like go forget about it so he's like all right i'll go to hawaii so he goes to hawaii lo and behold guess who's staying at his hotel in hawaii Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell and her new boyfriend, Russell Brand. Oh, T. So he's like, fuck, what the fuck am I going to do? So hotel receptionist Mila Kunis is like, dude, I I feel bad for you. We don't have any open rooms, but we do have like the super, super fancy suite and no one's going to be staying in it for a while. And, like, they don't really go into it if no one's staying in it. So, like, you can stay there, but secretly. And he's like, okay, cool, because I'm poor. Um, well, he's not poor. He's just, you know, a, a broke dude. Um, and so things happen. Uh, he he meets Jonah Hill. He meets Paul Rudd. Um, he, he befriends Mila Kunis. They become buds. Um... And then Kristen Bell is like, oh, what? Like they have some weird interactions. They have a really awkward like double date. Uh, it's a time. Uh, I don't really know what happens in the end, but I think it's fair to assume that Jason Siegel and Mila Kunis end up together. That sounds and that correct. Kristen Bell. I don't know if she stays with Russell Brand, but Probably I don't think not. it matters to the plot. You know. Um. So yes, I think that holds up. <laughs> what? I think it holds up. No, it does not. <laughs> you have a horrible best friend breakup. You're so sad. You're so sad. You go <laughs> you go to Hawaii. <laughs> you make a new best friend while your old best friend makes their own new best friend. And you're roomed next to each other and it's very awkward and you go on a best friend, double friend. Well, okay, I don't think it was a double date. I think he, Russell Brand invited Jason Siegel to, like, sit with them, which was a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know why Russell um, would do that. I mean, either. Um, no, I don't I don't know if it holds up so much as I find it really, really funny. It does funny. not hold up. It is funny. I think it's hilarious. But it does not hold up. <laughs> I really think it's hilarious. Uh, also, yeah. the movie is totally reliant on coincidences, but, like, it's still... Amusing. Hold on. I'm going to Google the ending because I am curious. Uh, they... Oh, no, they do accidentally 
they do have an awkward double date with Mila Kunis. Um, oh, Mila Kunis fucks Jason Siegel, and she and and uh, and uh, oh my girl Kristen Bell hears them because they're like next door, and yes. she's like, "We, I need to fuck you now, Russell Brand." Oh um, my god! And then they realize that they're just well. He, Jason Siegel realizes that. Uh, Kristen Bell's just, like, doing this just to be, like, meh. Um, and then, blah, blah, blah. Oh, ooh, interesting. This is fascinating. Russell Brand is, like, dude, Kristen Bell, I know that you're not over him. Can you fucking stop? Like, just stop. <laughs> We're not doing this anymore. Um, and they break up. And then uh, Kristen Bell's, like, I still love you, Jason Segel. And then they're, like, let's fuck and then Jason Segel's like, wait, Mila Kunis. Um, and then uh, Mila Kunis is mad. Mm. And then um, uh, he goes back to Los Angeles. Oh, he, he he's writing like a weird Dracula puppet comedy rock opera. Yeah, same. Um, and he's like, he's like, Mila Kunis, come. Which, she's she lives in Hawaii, I'm confused. Um... Oh, she's looking into attending school in the area, and they're like, oh, wow, I miss you, kiss. That's the end. So he does stay together actually, with Mila Kunis. I was actually kind of right, because I was I was like, yeah, I don't know if Kristen Bell and Russell Brand are going to stay together, and they didn't. So, Kristen Bell's now single. Mm-hmm. Jason, single and sad. And Jason Segel and Mila Kunis are together after a yeah, brief Yeah, and Russell Brand is just like, period. wherever. Yeah. It's very complex. Yeah. I think that would be absolutely hilarious, platonic. Um, yeah, but not but in the no. sense that, like, the movie is funny, in the sense that, like, it's so dumb it's funny, you know? Yeah. All right. The next one is Pretty Woman. <laughs> I love Pretty Woman. I've never seen Pretty Woman. You've seen parts of it, haven't you? I've seen maybe five minutes of it. Oh, okay. Um, Pretty Woman is great. There's a new musical. Me and our friend drove to Chicago like last minute to see it in previews. The cast album was coming out soon. I'm so excited. For context, driving to Chicago is like five and a half hours. Yeah, sorry. Like one way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, the plot of Pretty Woman, it's like set in the 90s. And so there's this prostitute and she's, you know, hustling with her prostitute friend Kit doing her best. And they see this fancy car man driving down the road. And they're like, that's a rich... Fancy car man or a fancy man in a fancy car? Fancy man in a fancy car. Okay. And they're like, that fancy man looks lost as hell because this is downtown Hollywood and he does not belong here, my dude. So Yeah, if you're in a really fancy car in, like, Hollywood, Hollywood, this is is not where the fancy people are, guys. Go to Beverly Hills. So, Julia Roberts goes up to What's-His-Face and she's like... Let's fuck. And he's like, no, I'm a fancy man. And she's like, I can at least, like, get you back home. You're lost for, like, 20 bucks. So she, like, drives the car because it's a stick shift and he's stupid. And they go back to his hotel. And he's like, okay, bye. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, all right, you can come upstairs. So she goes in. And Joe from Princess Diaries is like, this is suspicious. Joe from Princess Diaries. But I'll let it happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then they go up, and then they're just, like, chilling, whatever, and then they have sex. And then he hires her to be, like, 
his personal lady for the week so to attend events and shit with him because she's a charming lady. I think maybe I've seen ten minutes of this movie now that you say that. Yeah. So they do that, and there's this really good scene where he sends her to get fancy lady clothes, and the store is like, you don't belong here. And then she tells Rich Man, and Rich Man's like, I'm going to get you pampered. And then she goes back into the old store and is like, oh, you work on commission, right? And she has all her boxes and bags. And they're like, yeah. And she was like, big mistake. Huge. And it's like, whoa. Yes. So anyway, they do that. They go to the opera one night. It's very fancy. They're like falling in love. And then they Wait, kiss hold on. on. Question. Yeah. Does she actually say... Big mistake, huge. Yeah. That's what my roommates have been quoting for three months. You idiot. I knew they were quoting something, but I didn't know what it was. It's that. It's we that say that. Moment. I'm, I'm going to come home and I will be saying that. Just prepare Great. yourself. Well, we need to have you see the movie then if you're going to be saying that. Yeah. Big mistake. Huge. huge. <laughs> anyway. And then, so they're, like, falling in love, and they keep having sex, and then they kiss on the mouth. And her prostitute friend told her never kiss a guy on the mouth, because that's how you get the feels. And then she does, while they're sleeping one night. She's like, I love you. And I think he hears it. Anyway, the week is over. They and always hear it. They always hear it. Anyway, the week is over, and he's like, listen, I can put you up in a nice apartment and, like, pay for all your shit, and, like, you'll just be here. Sure, daddy? Like, yeah, basically. And she's like, no, now that I've, like seen this life like I want more I can't be a prostitute anymore I'm gonna take all the money you paid me and like go and like get a real job and get out of Hollywood and he's like that's sad and so then they leave and they're sad and Joe from Princess Diaries is like it's okay rich man I know where she lives and so rich man comes in a limo with like flowers and like with music because he's being a knight in shining armor because that's like a thing and then he climbs the balcony, which is a thing, because he's afraid of heights. And then um, they kiss. And that's over. Well, that would not work at all, platonic. No, it's a prostitute. Yeah. You buy a friend. <laughs> and then you're like, but we can't really become friends. But then you do. And then they're like, I'll pay you to be my personal friend. And they're like, no, I want more than that. I want a real friend. Yeah, but they were friends all along, and so they ride in a limo with platonic flowers, and they hug. It's 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 like if you're just like pretending to be friends with someone to look good to the rest of the world, and then you decide that you're actually going to become friends with them. Yeah, but like it's it doesn't quite work. It doesn't, but it's a great movie. All right, I think that's kind of the theme of this. (laughs) The next one is the Princess Bride. This which could work. Yeah. Um, contrary to what our friends like to say, I do like this movie. Okay, I was, me and our housemates, like, showed Sarah Princess Bride our sophomore year, because we'd all seen it, and we love it, obviously, and Sarah had never seen it, which is Oh, I had seen bits of it. I had seen the, my name is Nico Montoya, you killed my father, prepare to die. Anyway. No, but, like, my dad was watching it on TV one time when I was, like, 12. Anyway, (laughs) we watched it, and... Um, your reaction you're supposed to have this movie is that it's perfect and you love it. And Sarah did not have that reaction. But you you had amped it up so much. That it deserves to be amped up, Sarah. Yeah, but if you amp something up too much, even if someone enjoys what you've watched, they're not going to give the reaction that you want them to. Whatever. Anyway. I think this could work. Okay, we need to explain the plot. So. Yeah. Buttercup and Wesley are, like, 
farmer people and he is like farm boy and she his, like her family's farm boy and she calls him farm boy and then eventually they fall in love and they have this thing where like as you wish means that they're in love whatever it makes mm-hmm. sense and then he's like she's, I but need- she, she's a she's a fancy bitch and he's not yeah and then he's like i need money to marry you so i'm gonna go off on this ship and like do whatever and then he never comes back and she's very sad and then mm-hmm. this new bitch-ass king that reminds me of lord farquaad comes into town and mm-hmm. he's like i'm gonna pick a wife out of the commerce so i seem hip and cool and he picks buttercup and she's like fuck but she can't say no so then they're about to get married and secretly he there's a pirate secretly okay and then a pirate shows up and steals the princess and you're like the fuck dude and then you find out that really the king is planning to kill buttercup after the wedding why was he planning to do that again i don't know i think just for shit okay so the pirate steals her and then meets up with this spanish sword man and um the giant what's his name the giant his real name he's like a wrestler he's like the guy yeah. He's a he's, big dude. He's big. Also, there's the guy with six fingers. And and then, okay, yeah, they meet this... No, the king is the guy with six fingers. Oh, yeah, no. I, it's like the, no, one it's the, the guy on the horse. It's like one of the king's worker dudes. That's the man yeah. with six fingers, and he's the one that killed Inigo Montoya's, Inigo Montoya's father. father when he was a kid, and that's why he's so good at swords, because he wants to kill this guy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, the pirate is like, stole them, and then we realize that the Andre pirate... Andre the Giant... Yes, Andre the Giant. And then we realized that the pirate is actually Wesley and that when he was out on the sea, he got taken over by the dread pirate Roberts? Yeah. Yeah. And that then he became the next one. And then he was like, but I wanted to come back. And then I found out you were marrying this dude. What the fuck? And then they like, oh. And so then he had to like, they were trying to run away, but then they caught, the king caught Buttercup again and almost killed Wesley, but he was only mostly dead. And so they mm-hmm. fixed him. Mm-hmm. And then, so they, like, break into the castle, and they, like, steal her back, and then they, like, tie up the king, and Ningo Montoya kills the guy, and then they jump out a window onto horses, which looks very painful, and then they ride mm-hmm. away into they the distance. Away. Yeah. And the whole thing is like a grandpa telling the story to his grandson, yeah, which is like not also, relevant to the story. It's not at all. Also, it sound I feel like it sounds lame, but like it's very funny. It's well done. It's, it's very, very funny. it's very funny. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's it. I think that would work. It's just the BFF. Yeah, like your best friends, and your best friend is like, I gotta go work for a while because I'm poor, and then mm-hmm. they never come back. And then this other person is like, now we're best friends because I want to look like I'm nice to people mm-hmm. and you're like all right i guess but then yeah. suddenly get kidnapped by a pirate who was really your best friend all along it's really best friend all along yeah works cool it works next clueless here's the thing i think clueless is the best one when made platonic you're gonna you remind why. me of the plot again it's okay I, I saw it once oh, uh, I saw the first half at night, and then the second half the next morning, mm. when I was spending the night at my friend's house in high yeah. school. Oh, good. Um, basically, you have this girl, her name is Cher, and she says, as if, a lot. And um, I don't even totally remember the plot. All I know is that, like, um, she has a stepbrother who's Paul Rudd. She does. And um, 
by the end of the movie, she ends up dating Paul Rudd, even though they're step-siblings. They're not related by blood, yeah, but they are step-siblings, and I find that still a little bit weird. But if you make it platonic, that's, that's not perfect. weird anymore. She just learns how to get along with her stepbrother. That one's also a Shakespeare one, but I can't remember which Shakespeare it is. Uh, probably. Hold on. Oh, no, it's Pride and... It's, um, it's a Jane Austen one. It's, um... I read it. It's it's based off a Jane Austen book. Let me look it up. Okay, yeah, it's based on Emma. Yeah. The Jane Eyre. Not Jane Eyre. <laughs> the oh fucking... <laughs> fucking what's-her-face. Um, anyway, I think it would work. Yeah, I think I think that one's the one that works best, because the, the part that's weird... Would not works be better yeah. platonically. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Next is Greece. <laughs> imagine. One. Well, actually, I was about to say imagine like changing your entire personality for like a best friend, but people do that all the time. People do that all the time. This one, especially in high school, mm-hmm. this one totally pans out. Yeah. Like you have Except a best for the pregnancy friend. thing. Well, yeah, that's fine. You have a best friend over the summer and then you like part ways. Maybe it's oh, like a summer totally camp works. friend. And then you go back to school and you're like, oh, but then you don't fit in with their other friends. Like, this is just stuff that happens. Yeah, like, they, totally they, yeah, they, they just, they're, they're someone different when they're with their friends. Yeah. They're different. And you're like, well, I'm pretty sad about this. Um, and then you change yourself to be like, they try to change themselves to be like you and it doesn't work. So you change yourself to be like them because you're the girl and you have to be accommodating. That's the part I hate. T. But it totally works because I mean that's very realistic. It does work because because what happens in this movie is is what a lot of people do when they're that age. True, I think this one works the best, honestly. It works pretty well. Yeah. All right. Next is thirteen going on thirty, um, I which I also that. watched. I saw it for the first time this summer. Oh. Okay. Um, what's her face? Is thirteen. And she has this, like, best friend, and her best friend has a huge crush on her. But she does not reciprocate it, and she's, like, trying to be cool. Like, she's trying to be in with, like, the cool girls. Um, and they don't... It's not really working. <laughs> in large part because of her, like, nerdy best friend. Um, and she... Re- she read in this magazine, like... 30 flirty and thriving and so she's like i want to be 30 and so she wishes to be 30 and then her wish comes true and so she wakes up 30 a 13 year old wakes up 30 with mm-hmm. a boyfriend who lives with her mm-hmm. and she works at a magazine which is like her big dream but like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing because she's 13 yeah um it's very amusing and she's like she's like she doesn't know what to do so she because, like, she doesn't know who she can tell or whatever, so she finds, she, um, she tracks down childhood, like, her best friend who had a crush on her, mm-hmm. who is, uh, Mark Ruffalo. And he's actually in a lot of rom-coms, weirdly. Yeah. Anyway. I just, I, I think of him first and foremost as Bruce Banner. Well, so of course like, you do. Yeah. Um, anyway. But he's like, what the fuck, like, you totally ditched me years and years and years ago like what is this and some weird shit happens and then uh she like breaks up i don't she basically like 30 year old her is like a huge bitch Mm. and so she basically learns how to not be a huge bitch by being 13 Mm. um and then at the end she becomes 13 again and she's like ah best friend wait wait you're cool 
Like, and uh, that's how it ends. Something like that. Huh. Um, I think it could work, because if you... Basically, basically the whole thing was that, like, 13-year-old thir- her wished for perfection, this perfect life, and 30-year-old her had it, but was a huge bitch. Yeah. And so she had to learn how to appreciate what she had. Yeah, because you could even... Even if the her best friend didn't like her, it could still be like, oh, my best friend is nerdy, I want cooler friends. Exactly. And then she learned that's, to that's appreciate her real friend. Yeah. And then her, like, her friends when she's adults are, like, the bitches. Yeah. I think form. it could work. I think it works. Um, Staying in the Rain. I remember a lot of the songs from Staying in the Rain, but I, I always forget the plot. Um, It, I don't think would work because it's another one. Where, so, like, there's this fami- famous movie star and, like, back in the silent film days and his co-star who he does all this romantic movies with, like, loves him. And then he meets this, like, girl that's, like, just starting off in show business and, like, she's just, like, a chorus girl. And then they start going out and then for some reason they stop going out and then they end up together and they, like... And Moses supposes. Yeah, and then they, like, basically showcase that his co-star, like, actually has a shit voice and, like, is a terrible actress and that this new girl is, like, a really good singer. Mm -hmm. And all this tea. Um, I don't think it would work because that's another, like... You're my fake best friend, but right. now we're best friends, and you're jealous of my new best friend, you know? Yeah, I don't think that would work. Songs are good, mm. though. Songs are great. Debbie Reynolds is my queen. True. Um, 16 Candles, I've never seen it. Okay, this is what I had to look up the plot, too. So 16 Candles, this girl is turning 16, but her whole family forgot about her birthday because her sister is getting married the next day, and she's all sad. Why would her sister schedule her wedding the day after? I don't know. And so then... I mean, my cousin's getting married the day after my birthday, but I wanted him to get married on my birthday because it'd be festive. Okay. Also, because his sister got married on my sister's 21st birthday, and it would be my 21st birthday, so it'd be festive. Anyway, continue. Okay. So she's all sad. And then she's, like, in love with the popular guy at school, but the popular guy's dating this other girl. But the popular guy's like, I don't really want to date this girl anymore. Like, things are kind of boring. And the main girl, who's turning 16... Her best friend likes her, but is super nerdy and, like, tries to hit on her all the time. So they go to this dance, and he tries to hit on her, and it's like, whatever, and it doesn't work. And so the nerdy kid's friend is like, oh, like, I dare you to, like, make a move on her, blah, blah, blah. And then he finds out that, like, the popular guy is, like, asking about her. And so he goes, and he's like, listen, I made this bet, and, like, I need your panties to prove this bet. And she's like, whatever. Here's my panties. Thanks for helping me out with this guy. Whatever. So then they go to this party and, like, they're chilling. But she's not there because she got upset for some reason. And then popular guy is like, okay, nerdy guy, if you let me, like, take the panties and return them to her, then you can make out with my ex in my dad's fancy car. That is really weird. Yeah. And so they're like, chill. So nerdy guy makes out with the ex in the car. He, like, goes to the house. And there's a miscommunication with the foreign exchange student there, and he thinks that the girl is going to get married, not her sister. So he goes to the church, and he's like, what? And then she comes out, and he's, like, waiting for her, and it's like, oh, my God. And then they kiss, and yep. I totally, I didn't even follow all of that. Uh, Doesn't seem like it. uh, I I think it might, but I think it would be very hard to achieve. I think it would be another one of those things is like I want this 
cool person to be my friend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think it would work. It's my birthday. It's my party, and I will cry if I want to. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. I just added one just now. Sarah, I we, there. I know, but easy A. Okay, Sarah, we have, this is so long. It's not that long. It's not going to be that long. It really is. It's, but it's not. We'll be quick. Easy <sighs> A. Wouldn't work at all. <laughs> it really would not. Because the, the premise of Easy A is that this girl is, like, a virgin, but, like, she... She, like, pretends to have sex with people to get them more yeah, popular. Well, yeah, she, she pretends to be, have sex with her best friend who's gay because he's like, I don't want them to think I'm gay. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, I don't want them to think I'm a virgin, so let's pretend to have sex. Mm-hmm. And so then people... Word gets around, and then some people think she's a total slut. And, um, is it Amanda Bynes? Yeah. And Allie McCreckery? I don't know. Of, of Allie and AJ? I um, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but she's, like, super religious. She's like, no, you're a hoe. And then she's like, I, fine, you know what? I'll be a hoe. And she, like, literally puts, like, the scarlet letter A on her clothing. Um, and her teachers are like, I'm concerned about you. <laughs> and, and, like, a bunch of, like, loser kids are like, please pretend to have sex with me. Yeah, and, and they, like, like pay they, they pay her in gift cards. And she's sad, because she's like, but I want this guy to love me, who wears the... Yeah, yeah, she likes this, like, popular kid. Costume. Woodchuck. Whatever. It is Ali Mitchiak, yeah. Thank I you. just realized, um, the woman who plays... Her mom in Easy A also plays the mom in Front of Benefits. Oh. oh. Anyway. And uh, Caesar Flickerman plays her dad. Yep. He's also in Divorce Prada. Anyway, yeah. But basically, I don't even remember how it happens, but she ends up with the guy. <laughs> she, like, exposes to the school. She's like, this is what I did. This was my yeah. plan. And then she ends up with him. Yeah, it wouldn't work at all because the the important pivotal part of the plot that makes it work is the 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 fake sex. Yeah, and she just be being it, someone's work. fake friend. Yeah, and that doesn't being work. a friend slut. Yep. All right. Lastly, Crazy Rich Asians. Before I say anything, this movie came out. Okay, as we're recording this, this movie came out yesterday. Um. It's really fucking good, and you all need to go see it now, if you haven't already. If you have, see it again, because representation is important, and it's fucking good. And it's the first movie since 1993 made in the United States with majority Asian cast. So, watch it. It's been 25 years. (laughs) Watch it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the last one was The Joy Luck Club. And there is an actress who's in both, which is fun. That's fun. Um, but yeah, listen, I'm not going to give too many spoilers because even even though there's a delay on this episode, it still will be relatively soon after it came out. But basically, the, the general plot is you have um, this girl, Rachel, who's dating this guy, Nick, and um, he is from one of the richest families in Asia. Um, his family, like own Singapore basically um and they and they have they're like old money like they the money has been in the family for a very very long time um and so but he she 
he doesn't tell her that he's super, super rich. And he's like, hey, my best friend's getting married in Singapore. I'm the best man. Do you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah, sure. Um, uh, only to find out that he's very, very rich and that he hadn't told her for the entire year they'd been dating. Mm. Um, and because she she has, like, a single mother, and her mother immigrated from China, but, you know, she has a single mom. She um, She's a college professor, but, you know, she she did that because that's what her passion was. And she basically has a very American mindset where she was like, I had this passion, I chased it, I did what I could to achieve it. And that's, you know, she, she thinks of it as a good thing. But Nick's mom is like... I don't like this. You are not a suitable mate for my son. Again, it's 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 kind of a class thing, but it's also definitely a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, because it's 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 both. Um, and then she has a really good friend who lives in Singapore, who she went to college with, who's played by Aquafina, who is hilarious. Uh, Nico Santos is in it, who's also on Superstore, which is lit. It has a bunch of great people. I'm not going to give away what happens. But I think it would work. Because, again, it's just, like, the the class cultural difference. It would still work with best friends. Yeah, I agree. I haven't seen it, but I agree. This is mostly just my plug to say you should all watch it. Okay. It's really good. It's very good. It's important that everyone watches it. All right. Um. So what 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 are the final numbers? I feel like it's, like, kind of half and half. And it's kind of surprising which ones work and which ones don't. Yeah, you would think the more classic ones, like The Notebook and Titanic, mm-hmm. wouldn't, but then you bri- you boil them down. It mm-hmm. seems like the ones that are more backed by, like, societal things still work, right. but if it's just a rom-com for the sake of being a rom-com, that's when it completely falls apart. Or if it's, or if it's too reliant on sex, yeah, it's hard to transfer that to platonic things, because there's not a platonic equivalent. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Um, I feel like that's the sort of thing we could do again if if y'all enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, what's our poll? Um, do we want to say, like, which one was, which one would you most want to see if it were platonic? Yeah. Um, should we just pick good ones and see? Yeah, we feel like we should pick, like, big ones that everyone would know. Okay. Titanic. Titanic. I think the notebook. notebook. Maybe. Um, Can we say um, Clueless? (laughs) Sure. Um, And what was the other one we thought would work really well? Whoa, we skipped one. We skipped one. It's fine. No, 27 dresses. 27 dresses wouldn't work. Moving on. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Okay, so let's do do the notebook, Titanic, Clueless, and Grease. Which would be the best movie if they were turned platonic. Yeah, like which would work best. Yeah. You can find that poll on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod, but before I get too much further, Kayla, what's your beef of the week? Oh, okay. Um, My beef of the week is um, when you email people and then they don't email you back. Mm, yeah. That's, that's I it. thought of a beef of the week earlier today and then I forgot it. So Sounds I'm- all right. Doing it on the fly. Your beef of the week should be how often you forget things. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's my beef of all the time, though. <laughs> that's my beef of life. That's my beef of forever. Um, 
My beef of the week is that we... Oh, two beefs of the week. Our fridge smells disgusting. (laughs) And we cleaned it out, and it's nothing in our fridge. So we think something died in the vents. Ah. And, And that air is being, you know, ventilated through our fridge. Um... And not the rest of our apartment because we have, like, a wall air conditioning unit. Hmm. Um, And that would explain why the smell is stronger in the freezer because more air gets pumped through it. Uh, That's been really fun. Smelling horrible. Also, we ran out of Ziplocs, but we're leaving in a week, so we're not buying new Ziplocs. So we have to put everything in Tupperware. It's more sustainable anyway. It is, but, like, it takes up a lot of space in my bag. It does. Yeah, like, I just had, like, some salami in a Tupperware. (laughs) Like, it was mostly empty. (laughs) Incredible. If you want to tell us your beef of the week, or if you want to uh, check out that poll, you can find it on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. You can also find us on Tumblr, SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com, or you can email us, SoundsFakePod, at gmail.com. And our website is also down there. We have some fun new stickers that will be out at this point. Yes. Check them out. Yeet. Um, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash soundsfakepod, where you can give us your money. The following people have given us their money. For our $2 patrons, we have Sarah Jones and Keith McBlain. Our $5 patrons, we have Jennifer Smart, Estrita Vinicota, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, and Perry Fierro. And our $10 patrons, we have Emma Fink. You can find her on YouTube by looking up Emma T. Fink and Tristan Call, who would like to promote the DeviantArt and Tumblr Rationally Paranoid. Again, we're not going to have an episode next week, mm-hmm. but the following week, will we, we will... <laughs> But the following week, we will be recording in person with one another. And we'll have some fresh new content. Yes. And oh. hopefully, not too long after that, we will have microphones. Oh my god. A blessing. <laughs> A blessing. Um, but yeah, that's all. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday. No, not next Sunday. Tune in in two Sundays for more Rest in Your Ears. Until then, take good care of your cows. <laughs>